This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record. We record on the land of the Wurundjeri Wilhelm people. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman. This is a script tease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background and of course, spoil the endings. All in less than five minutes? We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we do Shakespearean comedy with Twelfth Night or What You Will. Why is it called that? Twelfth Night is only one of the titles of this famous Shakespearean play. The other is What You Will, or, altogether, Twelfth Night, or What You Will, Shakespeare's only play with multiple titles. Twelfth Night, or January 6th, marks the Feast of the Epiphany, a holiday in Western Christian theology that celebrates the mythical day that the Magi, aka the Three Wise Men, presented gifts to the newborn Jesus. The world of the play celebrates the spirit of Twelfth Night festivities. During the Twelfth Night season, people ate, danced, and drank themselves silly. The second part of the play's title, What You Will, also seems to get at this celebratory anything-goes attitude captured in the play, where all the characters cross social boundaries and engage in foolery. The second title also seems to invite the audience to make what they will of the play, you know, what it means, why it matters, if it matters at all, and so forth. So, it's the Twelfth Night. Time to have fun, be silly, or what you will. The play is set in the fictional kingdom of Illyria, a made-up town possibly in Italy, based on the Italian names of the characters. We meet Duke Orsino, a nobleman in love with Lady Olivia, but she's mourning her dead brother and refuses to marry anyone, nor even accept proposals. Meanwhile, a storm has caused a terrible shipwreck. A young upper-class woman named Viola is swept into the Illyrian shore. Finding herself alone in a strange land, she assumes that her twin brother, Sebastian, was lost at sea when the ship was wrecked. A helpful sea captain tells her about Orsino and Olivia, and how Lady Olivia is refusing to see strangers. So she decides if she's going to get some work, she should disguise herself as a man, take on the name Cesario, and go work in the household of Duke Orsino. Viola, disguised as Cesario, becomes a favourite of Duke Orsino, and he makes her his page. Viola finds herself falling in love with Duke Orsino, a difficult love to pursue as Duke Orsino believes her to be a man. But when Orsino sends Cesario to deliver Orsino's love messages to the disdainful Olivia, Olivia finds herself falling for the beautiful young Cesario, believing her to be a man. The love triangle is complete. Viola loves Duke Orsino. Duke Orsino loves Lady Olivia. And Lady Olivia loves Cesario. Meanwhile, we meet the other members of Lady Olivia's household. Her rowdy drunkard of an uncle, Sir Toby. His foolish friend, Sir Andrew, who is trying his hopeless way to court Olivia. Olivia's witty and pretty waiting gentlewoman, Maria. Fester, the clever clown of the house. And Malvolio, the dour prudish steward of Olivia's household. Malvolio is always trying to spoil everyone's fun, so Maria comes up with a practical joke to make Malvolio think that Lady Olivia is in love with him. Maria forges a letter, supposedly from Lady Olivia, addressed to her beloved, whose name is signified with the letters M-O-A-I. 
telling him that if he wants to earn her favour, he should dress in yellow stockings and cross garters, act haughtily, smile constantly, and refuse to explain himself to anyone. Well, Malvolio finds the letter, assumes that it is addressed to him, and filled with dreams of marrying Lady Olivia and becoming noble himself, happily follows its commands. He behaves so strangely that Lady Olivia comes to think that he has gone insane. Meanwhile, Sebastian, Viola's twin brother, remember, is actually still alive, but believes his sister Viola, dead, arrives in Illyria along with his friend and protector Antonio. Antonio has cared for Sebastian since the shipwreck and is passionately attached to the young man, so much that he follows him into Duke Orsino's territory, in spite of the fact that he and Orsino are old enemies. This will come back later. Sir Andrew sees that Lady Olivia is attracted to Cesario and challenges the disguised woman to a duel. However, Sebastian arrives and he looks just like the disguised Viola, because they're twin brother and sister. Sir Andrew and Sir Toby end up fighting with Sebastian, thinking that he is Cesario. Lady Olivia enters and she's very confused. But she sees Sebastian and asks him to marry her because she thinks he is Cesario. He's very confused because they've never met, but she looks rich and wealthy, so he goes along with it. Meanwhile, Antonio, Sebastian's friend, was arrested by Orsino's officers and begged Cesario for help, mistaking him for Sebastian. Viola obviously denies knowing Antonio because she doesn't know who he is, and Antonio is dragged off, crying out that Sebastian has betrayed him. Now Viola has hope that her brother may be alive. Thinking Malvolio mad due to his behaviour, the household lock him up in a small dark room for his treatment, and they torment him. Festa dresses up as a priest and declares Malvolio mad, but then they all come down for a moment and allow Malvolio to send a letter to Lady Olivia, in which he is asked to be released. Eventually, Viola, still disguised as Cesario, and Duke Orsino make their way to Lady Olivia's house, where Olivia welcomes Cesario as her new husband, thinking him to be Sebastian, whom she has just married. Well, Duke Orsino is furious, but then Sebastian himself appears on the scene and all is revealed. The siblings are joyfully reunited, and Duke Orsino realises that he loves Viola, now that he knows that she is a woman, and asks her to marry him. We discover that Sir Toby and Maria have also secretly gotten married. Finally, someone remembers Malvolio and lets him out of his dark room. All the tricks are revealed, and the frustrated Malvolio storms off, leaving the happy couples to their celebration. If you didn't know the play before, you do now. A bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Scriptease. Remember, this was just our version of the play's story, highlighting the bits that we think are important. You may have your favourite bits and moments you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That is all from us at The Aside and this episode of Scriptease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Scriptease episodes and over 300 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>